0: Hey everybody, hope you're doing well. Welcome into our college football preview show today. Matt Wright will be by shortly. Just wanted to hop on a little earlier than I told him so we could get into a few things with all of you. Before we get the lead in today, it's a college football show. If you don't watch college football, you should. It's a lot of fun. It'll take up every Saturday that you have. So if you don't want to have plans, you don't want to have a social life, Don't want to get a whole lot of sunlight after 1 p.m. Atlantic. then college football is for you. And it's the best. I love it. It, it, I'm so stoked that it's back tonight, actually. We got Utah and Florida this evening with Cam Rising out for for the Utes. But Florida's got a new quarterback. I'll talk about that with Matt Wright. But that's on tonight. Also, Nebraska with new head coach Luke Fickle playing Minnesota and everything that's happening with PJ Fleck and that program. But a lot's happened with college football. A lot's changed over the last little while. If you're not familiar with the sport, it's just a little, and this is, I'm not trying to sound to make you guys sound stupid. This is just a, a primer for hundreds of years. Quote-unquote student-athletes did not get paid to play college sports. And it was the dumbest thing ever. The NCAA is one of the most corrupt organizations in human history. That's not that's not hyperbole. That's a fact. But they've been saying, we're going to give you a free education, and this is what you come here for. We're not going to pay you a dime. But even when you get to the NFL and your body's broken down because you have to play three years, You have to play three years of college football before you go to the NFL, unlike basketball where you can play one and a far less grueling sport than football. We're not going to pay anything. Oh, and if you do get even a little bit of pay while you're at school, we'll suspend you. We'll take you out. We'll probe. We'll take away things. If you didn't watch the Johnny Manziel documentary, he was signing autographs for money. He was going to be suspended by the NCAA. He got suspended for a half because they found some evidence, but not enough evidence. Because oddly enough, Johnny Manziel and his his partner in crime, who was the same age as him, were actually smarter than the NCAA. It's not that much. It's not that hard to be smarter than NCAA, but you get the gist. So the NCAA is a corrupt, horrible organization. Used to not be able to transfer. Used to go to school, and somebody would tell you, "Hey, we love you." They go talk to your mother and father, sit down in the living room, and say, "You know, you're, you're not, we're going to make a good. We're going to make a man out of your young boy right now. Come to our program. You're going to play football. You're going to get the right, the right rules and the right just the the way to live and the, the correct, just the correct morals, and." It's, it was all a bunch of lies. It was all it was all a bunch of crap. And you get to a school and say you didn't play. Say you didn't play, then you if you wanted to transfer, you had to sit out an entire season. Baker Mayfield did this. Kyler Murray had to do this. But it's a new day in college football. There's this thing called the transfer portal now. This got voted down. You can transfer whenever you want. You're a player. Now, there are negatives to this. Players are transferring every year players are playing five years in college at five different schools looking for playing time. And of course there's negatives to everything, but I'll tell you players having rights, players having the ability to make their own decision is something that I'm very much behind and I'll never going to take the opinion of the NCAA. So all in all, it's a good thing. So that's happening in college football. So you have players transferring, you have players now, players now have the ability to make money with this thing called name, image, and likeness, which basically means that schools have started this, their own endowment, if you will, their own, uh, you know, you go to a university and you you go there and there's a registrar's office and you can go and, and you can... Uh, help people with classes. Now you can go to a spot on campus where it's name, image, and likeness. And you can go talk to an aide, talk to somebody, and they help you get money, basically. The schools are not giving the players money because they don't want the players to be employees. It's still this big hoopla. But what they do is they get boosters, they get local companies to send money to the school which then they pay the players. And it's not just quarterbacks. Offensive linemen are getting money. Will Levis got a lifetime former quarterback of Kentucky. Got a lifetime deal with uh, Hellman's, or is it Helmus? Hellman's. Is that the mayonnaise? I hate mayonnaise. It's one of my least favorite things ever. But he puts mayonnaise in his coffee. Went viral last year that he loves mayonnaise in his coffee. He's got a lifetime deal with that brand, whatever the hell it is. Hellman's. I think that's what it is. So he's making money. Bryce Young was working with Mercedes. He's got a Mercedes on the campus of Alabama. He made over a million dollars last year in name, image, and likeness. So the ways of the past are changing. College football was the same for a long time. It is no longer the same. Changes galore, changes year after year. And what's happening now is teams are moving across the board there are used to be conferences we have our sec conference teams from the south alabama ole miss auburn texas a&m for some reason because they were a big enough program that they didn't get texas in to the sec originally but you have all these teams from the south florida tennessee you know what i'm you know what I'm talking about. That's a conference. The Big Ten. The Big Ten, you got Ohio State, you got Michigan, Penn State, Rutgers, Northwestern. More better and a, a more academic program, but not so academic. How about the Pac-12? You got UCLA, USC, Washington, Oregon. Teams that play late at night. A conference conference. That is the West Coast Conference, basically, the Pac 12. The Big 12, which is West Virginia and Texas. And so, forever, these were the conferences. This is how the sports worked. You play teams in your conference, majority of your games, eight to nine of your 12 games, are in your conference. You play the teams in your division, you win your division, you play the team. And there's a an East and West division in each conference. You play the op- you play the opposition in your conference title game. For instance, Michigan and Ohio State were the best, have always been the best teams in the Big Ten. They play each other. They're not in the same division. So only one can play in the Big Ten title game. They meet Iowa or Northwestern on the other side of the bracket. And that's how it's worked forever. You play your non-conference games. You see USC and Notre Dame. They've had a, a, a rivalry forever. Not in the same conference. Notre Dame isn't in a conference. But they have that battle between each other. You, you, they have that history. Florida and Utah are playing this year for the second time in two years. Again, SEC in a Pac-12 schools. But, again, you schedule these games. Helps your helps your uh, television revenue, helps you get into the college football playoff. Alabama and Texas met last year. They'll meet again this year in week two. So this is all understood. This is the way college football worked. And it's changing. It's really changing beyond just the economics, beyond just Players can make money and you don't have to put it in a McDonald's bag to hide it from somebody. Teams are going on fuego. The conferences are blowing up in front of our eyes. And right now, it's a race for dollars. It's a race for television revenue. It's how can we get the schools that are popular and competitive, and put them in our conference. It does not matter whether they are close to us, whether it's a 10-hour flight, whether we'll play on an opposite time zone, because fuck the kids. We just need to get the best product available. And you're seeing it right now where these big programs, such as the SEC and the Big Ten, they're the two biggest conferences. And they have television deals that make them a lot of money. The SEC has partnered with both the mothership at ESPN, and they're also partnership, they also have a, a slight partnership with Fox. The Big Ten has a new partnership with NBC, and they also have a partnership with the mothership. So there's all different ways, and you're stacking up who can we get on and what ESPN, what Fox, what NBC are doing, CBS, to look around saying, who can we get on our station? Telling the TV people, you're going to get Rutgers, Indiana. Nobody wants that game. Nobody's paying big money for that product. So what the SEC and what the Big Ten realized is, okay, we can't ask Rutgers, to leave our conference because they're paying money to be here and they they have their dues and everything. But what if we invite other programs to join us? What if we look around and say, well, what if we had USC playing Rutgers in the game? What if we could get every year USC playing Ohio State or USC playing Michigan? Well, that's interesting. Two of the biggest programs in college football. Two of the programs with the most lineage. National champions. Heisman Trophy winners. You know, Matt Leiner. Reggie Bush. You have all these guys. Carson Palmer. All these guys that you remember. And that is what's happening. It's a fight to see who can get the biggest names. The biggest products. So... Matt Wright's going to join us here soon, so I don't want to get too far into the weeds because I know he'll have uh, thoughts on this. But the SEC, which has Alabama, as I said, and just to, to put some reference, Alabama, Ole Miss a big program, Auburn has always been a big program, Georgia, two-time national champions two years in a row, the Georgia Bulldogs, Tennessee becoming more and more of a program. So thinking of this conference, a pretty good conference already, they have taken from the Big 12 conference uh, Oklahoma and Texas. The two biggest brands in the Big 12 are coming to the SEC. And what I will say about the SEC is these two make sense. They are close proximity to these other teams. They're not that long of flights. Texas A&M already plays in the Southeastern Conference. And looking at it, Texas Texas might be the biggest program in college football. And the reason I tell you that, well, Texas is the biggest state for college football. And this is the reason I tell you that. Texas A&M's coach Jimbo Fisher is the highest paid coach in college football. He makes over $11 million a year to coach. He makes more He makes more than Saban, reportedly. I think Saban got augmented, but I still think Jimbo Fisher, it's in his contract, he has to be one of the highest paid guys. So he makes the most money in college football. University of Texas hasn't been relevant in a while, however... Remember Vince Young. Even if you didn't follow it, Texas has been a huge program. Bijan Robinson was the best running back in the nation. He just went ninth in the in the NFL draft, two from the University of Texas. Arch Manning. That le, if that last name sounds familiar, it's because it is. The nephew of Peyton and Eli Manning is playing at Texas. He's the backup quarterback this year behind Quinn Ewers. Texas has the, has one of the highest uh, gates when it comes to television revenue and also when it comes to ticket sales, TV, uh, everything. They just do it all. The boosters, nobody gets more money than Texas. They just had one of their best recruiting classes in some time. So they're a big deal. Oklahoma. Oklahoma, three of the last five years, had Heisman Trophy winners. Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray. Jalen Hurts was a finalist. So what's happening with with this conference is you're bringing smart players to the fold. And I see writers coming in, so bring him in. Great to have him back. Good to see him. It's been a minute.
1: Uh, Matt Wright, Ryder, how are you? Good, Noah. Good. Thanks for having me on. I uh, hope you've had a good summer, buddy. And uh, looking forward, it's—I mean—this t- week's great because we really feel like we're getting into the sports season coming up. So I'm, I'm really excited for what the next six months of sports hold.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Before we get into college, uh, kind of give me and the the audience an update on what you've been doing this summer with champions and uh, professionally, what's been going on with yourself.
1: Yeah. So we've had a busy summer. Um, we've we've been running camps all summer. We're kind of done our summer now and and we're running what's called prep camps so just a lot of ice different ice times to get kids ready for the upcoming season so uh spending we have every night in Miramichi and Fredericton running uh two sheets and then starting next week we go to three sheets a night so we're uh we're keeping very busy right now um but yeah, it was a good summer. Got to uh, spend a lot of time at the rink, and then it felt like it was raining every day. I was not at the rink, so it was uh, <laughs> a lot of rain this summer. But uh, other than that, I, I got a new puppy. Uh, I got a yellow lab uh, three weeks ago, named Ranger um, after the New York Rangers. So <laughs> he's he's been a handful. So that's he's been keeping me busy here lately. But uh, no, just looking forward to getting started up with our, our prep school team again. They uh, we have a welcome weekend on Saturday and. Most guys, a lot of guys are at junior A camps and a couple of guys still at Q camps. Um, most guys will be returning this weekend or early next week. And then we start right up into practices on Wednesday. So it's kind of a flip the switch from uh, champions hockey development where we're in the summer. It's mostly on ice run and development to now kind of going back to my more, you know, more coaching with the older ages with our school team. So it's it's a good transition going from spring and summer where it's mostly development with the kids to so switching to now back with the preschool team in the fall.
0: Nice. Well, that's good to hear, and I'm glad I saw you went to a Red Sox game too. So I'm glad they gave you some time off because uh, I know yeah. I know yeah. they, I know they work you pretty hard. So and I know you love it, but I, it's good to see you get some time off as well. I was just talking about Oklahoma, or you know, talking about move teams moving. Obviously, the transfer of teams and the conferences. So just as a whole, do you like what's happening to college
1: football as an avid, uh, as an avid college football fan? Well, I I think, you know, what I'm going to say to this. And to me, it's, I I hate it. Um, I, I just, I just feel bad for these other conferences that have put so much time and effort and work and money and, and everything over the past, you know, 20, 30, 50 years, to now feel like, especially the Pac-12, like just to get ripped to shreds. Oh. In fairness, there, you know, the guy running the Pac-12 didn't do them any favors either. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, he kind of really, you know, not great there. But I, I just I hate it because it takes away from why people watch college football. To me, is is not just the Power Five, but it's everyone, and it's it's yeah. you want to be wa- able to watch every conference. And be like, oh, this is exciting football. And I feel like we're getting away from that. And I feel like it's, especially now with the NIL money, people feel like they have to go to these big schools to get paid. Right. And I, I, I'm i just, I think obviously, yeah, don't get me wrong. There's still going to be like, there's going to be some powerhouses. There's going to be, it's going to be top heavy, even more than we've seen in the past where, yeah, you know, the big 12 is getting better. The big 10's getting better because of this, but Overall, I don't, I don't like it, especially because now I think some schools that we've seen normally on TV now, aren't even going to get TV deals that we can watch them. Like to me, it's, you're hearing that some of these conferences aren't even going to be able to get on TV now. So I don't know how I feel. I'm not a big fan of it. I, I really do dislike it for the overall feel of football. It doesn't feel like it's kind of a national game anymore down there. Right. Um, But I guess we we won't really know until another, I'd say two years to really know how it's going to shake down. I think it's going to take a couple years for all the transferring to kind of finalize for us to see, you know, exactly how it's going to work and exactly if it makes for better football and makes for a better product or not. So I guess maybe follow up with me in, you know, two years on this. I might have a different feeling, but right now I'm not a big fan of it. I find the Big Ten the more egregious of the SEC in the, in the Big Ten when taking
0: schools because seeing Oregon and Washington, UCLA and USC playing against, as appetizing it is to see them play Michigan every year, that's not good for the players. You know yourself. You do a lot of traveling. Flying out to Los Angeles every other weekend and yep, they're supposed to go to school. That's what, that's what we're yeah. told. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous, to even Think about it that you're going to, you're basically an NFL player. If that's your schedule, it's one thing to go to Rutgers. It's another thing to go to, you know,
1: SC and then go to Oregon the next week. Yeah. It's, it's taking away from, you know, it, it shows even more that it's athlete student and not student athlete. Yeah. And the other thing too, like, yeah, it's, it's one thing for football and basketball, but I think it's going to be across the board with the moving. What about these smaller programs in the sense of like lacrosse and, and volleyball, field hockey and whatever, you know, having for them to travel across country where the money just isn't there compared to the football and basketball, it's going to be a a trickle down effect that, yeah, it may be beneficial for your top programs, your highest earning sports, but there's a lot of sports in college in college sports. It's not just, football and basketball. And I think we're going to see a lot of issues with some of these other smaller sports, not smaller in sense, not as important, but smaller in the money sense. I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with them.
0: And then you have the ACC, which is crumbling because they are signed to a TV deal through 2037 and the Atlantic coast conference is recruiting. (laughs) I can't even say it out loud. Mm. Cal and Stanford to come to their, Like it doesn't even make sense, Matt. Like it's those those two things, Miami, the the U playing playing Stanford. What's going on here?
1: Yeah, it's. I always found it funny as a kid. I could never wrap my head around in the MLB how the New York Mets were in one division, the Yankees were in the other, and then and and NL and AL. Like makes no sense. So now it's getting even way more egregious in college sports. Like like you said, how can you have an Atlantic Conference? with teams on California playing like right. how are kids supposed to figure things out? Like they're going to be asking their parents, like, what the hell is this? Like why is California playing, you know, playing in Florida state or whatever it may be. It just, it doesn't make any sense. And I, like I said, I think it's going to take a couple of years for us to really see the, the true mm-hmm. effects of of how this is going to shake down. But I just i i I love the Pac-12, and I know you do too. The late yeah. they call it like the late night game on a Saturday night, the 11 p.m. game, and Nothing it's better. just disheartening. it's disheartening to see that now even it's going to be even tougher for these smaller conferences to make it to the grand stage. It, it it's it sucks for that. Like I hate I don't like that at all. So as a big Notre Dame fan
0: what do you want them to do? Do you want them to remain independent or do you want them to join a conference?
1: Well, I think the allure for them of being independent is always something they, they like being independent. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, financially, would it make more sense probably to partner up with, you know, the big 12 or the big 10 or, you know, they, they, they do seem to play a lot of ACC schools in their schedule. So, I don't know if becoming a full-time member of the ACC that would probably be the most likely thing. But if they do that, it's probably going to hurt their repu- It's going to hurt their ranking by just joining that conference compared to being, you know, away from everything. And let's, let's not forget that they still have a really nice TV deal with NBC. Yeah. So they don't need to join anyone because NBC broadcasts them every week. Like we saw it last week on TV. We're going to see it again this week. Like NBC loves Notre Dame. Like they have a great relationship there. So there's, to me, there's not a lot of pressure for them to join someone. So I think they wait it out and they just kind of keep that. They keep everyone thinking what they're going to do. Um, and they have a good team this year. No knock on wood. We'll see. But uh they, do. they finally have a quarterback, so that's nice. But uh <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna see what they what, what they do this year. But to me, I think for at least for the next couple of years, you see them kind of hold pat and be, you know, the open open market, right? Go show up to the bar and they're single. Right.
0: And the fact that it's a twelve team playoff, it doesn't doesn't make you feel like they have to join a conference because it's the twelve best teams. And if they have one of the best records, they're going to be in the top 12. No, the Notre Dame allure itself, you know, sells it, you know, sells itself.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like you said, with the addition of more teams coming into the playoff, which will be another thing, we'll have to see how this, uh, how this shakes down and how rankings, it'll be very interesting to see after about week three or four, you know, what the rankings look like and how many, you know, how many one and three or three one teams are ranked in the top, eight compared to four, or maybe even week six, take it all the way to week six, six, where we have teams that are four and two and other teams that are six and oh, depending on conferences, where they're ranked. That's going to become really interesting to see.
0: So beyond that transferring, you said you got a new quarterback at Notre Dame, Sam Hartman, same age as me, 24, still in college, transferring from Wake. Of all the transfers of the biggest names, which one interest you the most going into this season.
1: Well, for me it's it's Hartman just because that's my team. This the team right. I work. like I, and it's it, he's a, it's what we've been talking about since I got on this podcast a few years ago is Notre Dame's never really never had a quarterback. I mean, we could argue that Ian Book was pretty good, but I mean even then he still wasn't amazing. It's right. been it's been a while. So I'm excited about him and he looked good in their first opener against against uh against Navy. I mean they spanked them. Um so that was a good start, but I mean there's to me there's you got to look at what Colorado is doing with all their transfers. Right. It, it who knows what their team's going to look like this year. They could be very strong or they could be a complete bust, right? So I think Hartman for me is the most interesting. I think you look at a guy like Travis Hunter too, wide receiver, great Mm -hmm. player. There's been a lot of movement. I think that's something we're seeing more and more. We're going to see even more of it every year now with the amount of NIL money that's available with the, you know, with the thought of not having to lose eligibility. I mean, that's one of the biggest things of, of knowing that, Hey, if I'm not having a good year and someone else wants me, I can go somewhere else next year. It's right. It, It's kind of a, every year you're a free agent again, until you agree to go back, which had, you know, hadn't been the case. So now it's really on, it makes it harder on programs to, to keep their guys because you want to keep guys happy. But at the same time, it's important that you're holding a culture of, you know, what's your culture going to be, right? Like for instance, if some guys, for lack of a better term, being an idiot You know, maybe it's not legal issues, but just being an idiot and you you need to sit on to send a message, you know, maybe take them out a couple plays. Next thing you know, you could have that worry of, oh, this is a four-star recruit who could be leaving us where a few years ago, you didn't have that. You could kind of lay down the law a little bit more. So it makes it harder on the programs to kind of keep your play. You got to keep your players happy.
0: Do you think it'll put more of an emphasis on programs to win? to even put more of an emphasis on being competitive because players might leave if the team doesn't
1: win as well and look for a better situation? I'm going to say no. And here's why, because I think we're seeing more and more that the team concept isn't quite there as much as it used to be. We're right. Yeah for some players, but some players just want to get in and get out and they want to be treated happy and they want to get treated right. And they want the best opportunity to go to the next level. It's, 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 I would say I, I make myself feel old 29, but the kids, kids these days don't care about team as much as they used to. And it's hard. <laughs> so I hate to say it. I see it with, I see it in the, ho- in the hockey side of things too, where buying into a team is tougher and tougher. And there's less and less people that want to do it and want to be a team player. And so to me, yeah, it's important to win and players want to go where they're going to win. But players, more importantly, want to go to where they're going to play. So I think it's important that teams are very upfront with players about what their playing time is going to be. And it's more important now that they're not lying to players and saying, hey, you're going to get these many reps. And then you blindside them because if you blindside them, they're gone. So I think you got to be very open and honest with your players going into you know, each year and throughout the year and with your recruits coming in about what your expectations of them are.
0: What did, I mean, one big thing going into this season is the quarterbacks that are gone, you know, around college football, our guy, DTR, new backup quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. I hope he's a starter soon and Deshaun Watson gets hurt. That's another story for another day. Will Levis is gone from Kentucky. Sean Clifford gone from Penn State. Bryce Young, obviously Alabama. Stetson Bennett, Georgia. Max Duggan at TCU, just to name a few. Going into this, who's got the bigger hole at
1: quarterback for you, Alabama or Georgia? It's crazy the the fact that Bo Nix's name wasn't in there. He's still playing, which is <laughs> which is wild that you didn't say him. I know, I know. He's my favorite Bo Nix. I I see that. I mean, he should be. He's been there for twenty years. Uh. <laughs> for me, it's, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Cause they're both powerhouses. Right. And mm. they're both the expectation. I mean, on Georgia, there's expectation to be a three peat, which we haven't seen in a long, long time. I don't know if we've ever seen it, but I think it's, it was it'll be the first time since the sixties, I believe. That's, yeah. That's what I, I thought. I, I thought I saw that. So, I mean, that's a, There's a lot of pressure on Georgia because they are the favorite too. So yeah, I, I would say Georgia just because, it's crazy to think but there is a lot of pressure on Georgia this year to 3peat.
0: Yeah, and I I the reason I might say Alabama is cuz I look they haven't named a starter yet. And I, your old Notre Dame guy, Tyler Buckner, is in the mix to be the starter and I you know watching him last year,
1: I wouldn't think he'd be capable of being a quarterback at Alabama. Not I don't think so either because not for that program and not for, you know, it was an, it was a failure of a year for Alabama last year. Yes. Let's not forget that, that they, they didn't they do what that they team, were team at. If they didn't have Bryce Young, they would have lost two, three more games. Yeah. They, they barely won a couple of games. Bryce Young won them a couple of games late, but they should have lost. Yeah. They shouldn't even have been where they were. So to me, I just don't see, like, I mean, I don't see them being, I don't see the make like they may make the top twelve, but they're not in the top four. Like I don't, mm. uh, to me, to me, Alabama is. I would put Notre Dame right up with Alabama to start the year. I'd actually probably even have Notre Dame. This isn't being biased. I think Notre Dame's a better team than Alabama right now. So we're gonna see. I mean, don't get me wrong. Alabama always has running backs. They always have wide receivers. They always have an amazing offensive line. So mm-hmm. they're gonna be good, and they have a great coach. Nick Saban's an amazing coach too. So. They're going to be coached well. They're going to have a good team, but there's a lot of pressure on them. But to me, I I don't know why I I still look at Georgia because everyone is saying Georgia's going to win. That they shouldn't even have the year because how good Georgia is. So there's a lot of pressure pressure too. Do you see their schedule too? Pretty yeah, very easy, (laughs) very very easy schedule. So you know, I think there's really only maybe one scare that whole the whole their whole schedule. Yeah, they get Tennessee, I think, and that's it basically. Tennessee is the only team that to me gives them any real thought of losing. But even then, they're probably they're better than Tennessee. But that's why I, I feel like there's so much pressure on the quarterback because they should steamroll their way through to the to the playoffs.
0: Other programs, let's say outside of Alabama and Georgia. Is there a program coming into this year that you think is under a lot of pressure to do
1: well and to be, and to perform? Uh, I think there's a team that's very, very overrated. There's a lot of pressure on them and it's LSU. Ooh, to me, okay. It's LSU. I think they're overrated and, and we're going to get a great glimpse of that mm. on Sunday against yep. Florida State. So that to me, that's a, that's a must win game for both teams to start the year. Agreed. And Florida State always—I mean, they almost shot. They almost beat Notre Dame. I think it was two years ago on the first week. I don't think it was last year. I think it was two years ago. Yeah, because um, they won.
0: They won that opening game. Or no, that was who? who did they, they lost LSU last yeah. year, or they beat
1: LSU. Beat LSU. Yeah, they beat LSU, LSU in that walk off. Yeah, yeah. To me, I, I think LSU is overrated. We're gonna find out. They have them ranked very high to start the year. We'll see. Don't get me wrong. I think a lot of the ranking is because of the coach switching over from Notre Dame. Um, mm-hmm. To me, a team that has a lot of pressure on them is USC yes. as well. Caleb Williams coming back after winning the Heisman. A lot of pressure there. Um, and they have a good team. Their offense. He's so, he's so good. He's so good. <laughs> I, I have three first round picks in my, fan, in my keeper league for fantasy football, and I'm just hoping I get the first pick so I can take him. And, right. And and for the, for the following year, Um, but he's so good. I'm looking forward to watching him, but there's a lot of pressure on him. There's a lot of pressure on that team this year. Um, And, but a team to watch that I'm actually very excited to watch is the big wave Tulane. They had a very, very good year last year. They finished off. They had a crazy bowl game win. they They had SC. SC wild game. I'm looking at them to maybe stir up, stir the pot a little bit, and make some noise. There's a program that no one really talks about that you know finished off the year, very successful, that could continue that, and they're they're going to have a good team this year.
0: Yeah, it's a good one. They got they got Ole Miss, I think, in week two, which is a, yeah. if you can beat a team in the SEC early and they're before Ole Miss starts losing games and, mm-hmm. and they're not ranked anymore, that yeah. is a a big deal for like you, we see with Cincinnati. You beat one big school. It can really help you in your pursuit uh, of anything, really. I want to, I have a little quiz for you. I got some quarterbacks that transferred. I'm going to ask you where you think they are. This is a fun game because I know you yeah. know this stuff, but I think this will be fun. Where is Spencer Sanders playing this season? Oh.
1: Spencer Sanders. Who's formerly with Oklahoma State. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say he's with Oklahoma State. He's not with South Carolina, is he? No. Uh, oh, oh, Spencer Rattler is still he's there? He's still still there. Okay, I was thinking Rattler might have been done, and he went in there. Um, uh, it is in the. It's in the SEC. In the SEC. Yep. Man, where would he have gone? Would it? I don't know. I don't know. He's competing for the job at Ole Miss. Really just talked about them. Yeah, okay. Jackson dart. So they're competing for the starting job. I, I, I don't think he's going to get it. I don't, I don't so know. Either. I don't know. why. I don't know. <laughs> he's yeah. I don't <laughs> think he's going to get it.
0: Um, Dylan Gabriel.
1: Good question. Good question. Would he be with, give me a conference.
0: Dylan Gabriel is in the Big Twelve. Hey, okay, that's
1: Big Twelve. Big Twelve. It's not. Hmm, I don't even know who's in the Big Twelve anymore with all these all the movement. So he's still,
0: um, he's, uh, he's at Oklahoma.
1: That's gonna. Okay, I was going to say Oklahoma State. So, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: so okay, okay.
0: Um, here's a fun one. Cade McNamara. Former Michigan. Former protein. Michigan guy. Yes. Yeah, former Michigan guy. He stayed in the Big Ten, and he's on a ranked team to start the year. There's another hint.
1: Well, it wouldn't be – the only ranked teams are Ohio uh, – Penn State? Did he go no, to Penn State? Good, good guess, but no. there's Penn State's ranked, Ohio State's ranked. There's another Who else one? The next, next would be ranked?
0: It's a surprising oh. ranked team that you wouldn't think. It's Iowa. Know. Okay. I
1: was, cause I was ranked 24th. Yes. Yeah. 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 I was ranked 24th. I was going to say that uh, as an I Yeah. Cause you got Iowa, but wow. Okay. Well, you know what? I mean, I'm, I'm maybe they're going to throw the ball a bit more. Cause they got to score for their they offensive score points. To keep
0: the job.
1: <laughs> I see their first game. I was looking at some, some, uh, some lines earlier today and <laughs> it's still 44 and a half points, which is so low for a college game to be, 44 and a half to start the year, but it is, it did seem high to me. I was like, yeah, geez, 44. Normally you'd throw Iowa in at like a 37, 38. So I mean, giving the quarterback a little more, a little love there, but I mean, he was a decent quarterback in Michigan. Like let's not, they, they had kind of a dual threat when he was there. They didn't really know who the starter was. I felt like they never really kind of solidified who was number one there. So he will go to Iowa and get to be the number one guy.
0: Yeah, and they're projected to win like their division and play in the Big Ten title game. So uh, it looks like they have a good team at at Iowa. So I'm curious to see what they do because if they don't score 25 points per game, Ference gets fired. So that's their offensive coordinator. That they have to average 25 points per
1: game the entire, which is incredible. That's I in the contract. I think they average like less than 20 points a game. Oh, right? oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I I think it was like something ridiculous. Like 17 points a game was like crazy. How about this one? Peyton Thorne, former Michigan state state. Yeah. Former Michigan state. I mean, it just shows the amount of transferring at the quarterback position that happens. Like, it's just a, you know, you got to put yourself in an opportunity to play. Now, where would he have gone? SEC. Okay. Well, he wouldn't have gone to one of the big names. Mm-hmm. He's at a pretty big name, but he not at a Rank school. Would it be Kentucky? No, it's a good guess. He's at Auburn. Auburn. Okay. Okay. All I got to right. do some research on my quarterbacks then because I am 0 for 3 here, 0 for 4. Here's the last one. You'll get this one. DJ Uggagale. I don't know if I will get this one. I mean, I can't believe he, I didn't know he left. So, that, okay. so I don't know if he got the right guy on today or not, because, oh my God.
0: This is tough. I, I did this research. I wouldn't know half of these. It's tough. I didn't know. I didn't know he was gone. He's so, at a ranked school and this team yeah. won 10 games last year in our favorite conference, the Pac-12. Oh, does he
1: play Sunday night at Utah?
0: No, he, pl- nope. he plays. He plays uh, against Oregon State this week. Oh, okay. He, uh, I know he. Uh, he plays against uh, San Jose State. He he's at Oregon State.
1: I was gonna say, is he? It must be Oregon State. Yeah, yeah he's at Oregon State. Okay. Well, I mean, Oregon State's a great. Uh, we love Oregon State here, yeah. but it just shows, like you said, like I, I obviously haven't done a lot of research on my quarterbacks yet. Um, that being said, this weekend, I will be getting into it very heavy, um, for mm-hmm. really college football doesn't start till tonight, really tonight. Is yeah, tonight. Even last weekend with, with Notre Dame playing was, was great to watch, but it wasn't, it, it didn't feel like they did college game day. It didn't feel like college game day. Like it's kind of the, just kind of dip your toe in the water last weekend. I know now we're really getting into it starting tonight, um, which is exciting. Cause there's some good games tonight. Yeah. T- not, to, not, not necessarily tomorrow, really tonight. There's a couple of good games, the Nebraska game against Minnesota. You have the, uh, Nebraska, Minnesota's on fall. Yeah. Florida, then, Utah on the mothership, yeah. Florida, Utah on the mothership. So it'll be nice to have a real college game day on Saturday, but I obviously have to do some research on my quarterbacks, but like you said, it just shows how much movement there is because those are all very good quarterbacks. Like, yeah. you know those are na- names that people remember from last year. So, I mean, and then you look at some of the quarterbacks that are on the Heisman favorites. There are some really good quarterbacks in there as well. You know, you got Bo, Bo Nix, Hartman, you know, Dan, you know, Caleb Williams, you know, go on and on. There's some, there's some good guys, good quarterbacks in there. Speaking of Heisman, which,
0: if if you're, you're a better, you like to gamble like I do, if you're telling people what's a good bet to make going into this year, if you want to hedge, if you want to make
1: a Heisman bet, if you want to make a future, where are you putting your money? Oh man. I I think you have to look, whatever team you think is going to have a big offense. Number one, they have to score points. So winning games doesn't mean everything. They have to put up points, right? We saw that with the Heisman last year, right? Where, USC lost games, but yeah. because they put up their offense was just people talked about how good their offense is. And the other thing that actually helps to the Heisman winner is when their defense, isn't that great. Right. Cause you have to when score the, a offense lot of has to be the focus. So I think you want to, if you're going to pick someone, pick someone where you think the offense is way more important than the defense on that team, because you don't want the defense to outshine you, the offense, because then they're not going to care about the offense. You need a team like USC, where his defense was, you know, excuse my language, terrible last year. Yeah, You need the offense to be in the spotlight of people watching, saying, oh, they need to score points to win games. So could Bo Nix at Oregon be the guy? <laughs> I, I, he could. I don't, he could. I mean, they're going to end up losing a game that they should win early in the year, so i will probably yeah. knock him out of the way early. Nix special. Now... Ohio State's going to have a really good offense this year. They always do. But I think even this year, their offense may be the best offense in the country, them or USC. Right. But See, is Kyle McCord more likely to win it
0: as a first-year starter, or is Mar- Marvin Harrison Jr. likely the best
1: receiver and maybe the second-best player in college football more likely to win the Heisman? Well, they both have the same odds right yeah. now. They're they're identical, a plus 2,500, both of them. And, I mean, Harrison Jr., he has the name, too, right? Yes. You know, yeah. he has the name there, which definitely helps. Awesome receiver. Like, oh, he's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Their offense is going to be so fun to watch. But that being said, it sometimes hurts a quarterback when you have a have a guy who's wide receiver so good. I mean, we saw that when when our boy playing Devonta Smith in Philadelphia won. Yeah. You know, yeah. you could argue that it could have went to the quarterback. So, I, I think it benefits Marvin Harrison Jr. over the quarterback. Right. I, I I think it benefits the receiver more than the quarterback. I still think it's Caleb Williams' trophy to lose. Yep. Again, I think the Heisman runs through him to start the year. I like Penix Jr. plus 1600. Yep. Yeah. That's I, I don't hate that either. Um I don't hate that. There's I mean, he plays for Washington. There's not going to be. It's hard to say what the focus on Washington will be this year with everything that's happening in the you know the movements and the conferences for the fall. Yeah. I I just don't know how much. It's hard when you're at West too when you're not USC. Right. Like it's it's I I don't know how much love he's going to get. That being said, you you have to win. A team like that has to win football games. Yeah. So it's so important for them to go as close to undefeated as possible for him to get any chance of being looked at.
0: Are you surprised Quinn yours has the second best odds? Because I am.
1: Yeah. I just, I it's think a there's trip. a lot of, I think there's a lot of people that want Texas to win their conference this year. Right. And I think that there's just, it seems even more this year where they're like, Texas actually is going to have a pretty good team this year too. So should. yeah, they should. They always lose the game. They should win, though. They it always happens. But a lot of uh, just he, hearing a lot of people talking, there's a lot of love around Texas this year. So I think if Texas does well, he's going to be in the mix of the Heisman for sure. Because it's been a long time that Texas has been relevant, and last year they were actually a little bit relevant for uh, you know for a span. And yeah. this year they should be very relevant. So if they are relevant, he's going to get some love for sure. I mean, it's Texas, right? Everything's bigger in Texas. People want college football is better when Texas is good. So people want to see that. Does Arch Manning start a game this year? Absolutely. He does 100%. They find a way to get him a game, whether it's because of injury Mm -hmm. or whether it's because they're resting someone. Whether it's they, that guy will find a way to get a game in this year. I don't know where it is. It could even be a meaningless bowl game if they have a tough year. Right. But it could be be a game where they have an underwhelming year and he gets in, but I think he's getting in at some point, maybe not to start. He's going to get some minutes, maybe not to start, but I do think he starts a game this year. Somewhere along the line. I mean, but if he does, that's not good for their university. Like they, they don't want him starting this year.
0: No, like what they want is to win and mm -hmm. then yours to go top five in the NFL draft, boost your stock. And then you have Arch Manning come in and you get him go top five in the next couple of years after that. It really, your program is really starting to take
1: shape. If that happens, you're the new Oklahoma. Oh, and then that's what they need. That's what they've been wanting for, for a long time. Yeah. But for some reason, I just feel like he's getting in a game. Whether or not he, sh- he should be, whether or not it's the right thing to do, whether or not it's by accident and someone gets hurt, whether or not it's a meaningless ball game, I think he's getting in a game. So let's go through the conferences as they
0: are right now because as we we talked about, they're changing. Let's kind of predict the winner for each conference. So let's start in the Big 12. Who do you like winning the Big 12?
1: Uh, and and uh, maybe it's just we just talked about it, but I feel like it's got to be Texas. I think it's going to be an ups. I think Texas is going to find a way to win the Big 12. I think they have to win the Big 12 this year. I think that there's so much pressure on the program to win the Big 12 this year. And and they're, they're due to, to win one because it's been a while. Like we said, they have a good quarterback who should be a uh, should be in the mix for the Heisman if they and if especially if they do win the Big Twelve, he's he may win the Heisman if they win the Big Twelve. Um, right. But I'm going to go Texas.
0: Yeah, I think TCU is obviously going to be worse than they were last year, hmm. and I don't trust Oklahoma. No. I don't either. I think their coach is on the hot seat. I don't think, I don't know if he gets through the year, especially if they're transferring to the SEC. I think they'll want a fresh face and they'll want an offensive minded coach. Oklahoma State kind of in a state of transition. So I can't really look at them. I'm going to go with you. I'm going to, and I hate doing this because Texas always disappoints. Yeah. But I'm going to go with Texas as well. They got a good team. I, this is my spicy take. I think they should be the favorite in week two against Alabama, and I think it's borderline catastrophic if they lose that game. They should win that. They're at home. They need to go win that
1: game. 100%. We're going to know a lot about Texas after week two. And what uh, honestly, one of the best weeks of college football is always week two yes. because there's always some great matchups on week two. Like, I'm surprised Sunday night we're getting the matchup we are between LSU and Florida State. It's no, I love that, that. That's on a Sunday night. That's just, it's going to finish off the weekend. So great. Little hungover on the, just coming to, from a hangover on the couch. I can't wait, but North Carolina, South Carolina, ain't bad either that's it. Oh, it's going to be great. But yeah. uh to me, it, like you said, it's got with TCU losing Duggan the step back there. You just can't trust Oklahoma. I have, it has to be Texas. SEC. Well, I mean, if if it isn't Georgia, just a massive, massive failure. Even if they if they don't win the win the SEC, it's a failure on Georgia. Yeah, I have I have to take take Georgia just because th- going into the year they are the best team in college football. They are their schedule is so easy,
0: and they just Kirby Smart is becoming the new Nick Saban. Like he knows what he's doing. He's recruiting well. They're, they're a school – we talked about culture earlier. They have one there. They just oh, – they I, buy in. They're ready to go. Brock Bowers, best tight end in the country. They they got – they still got some good players. I look at it and I think, writer because you get Alabama on one side and obviously uh, Alabama plays in the west, Georgia plays in the east. Is this the year that a – I know you said they're overrated – but does LSU win the West and play Georgia in the SEC
1: championship game, usurping Alabama? Well, ask me Sunday night at midnight because right. they have to win Sunday. If they want, you know, and that's what's exciting about college football is every game matters so much. Right. And to me, if they want to be in that mix, they they have to start the season off with a win Sunday night. It's don't be wrong. It's like I said, I think they're overrated, but that being said doesn't mean they're not a good team. And they can, they can definitely, you know, I've, I've been wrong on this show many, many times. So, so they, they could, they very well could, but we'll, we'll see. Back to your point though, on, uh, on Georgia, I, for anyone who watches college football or doesn't watch it too much happens to be on watch that Brock Bowers at tight end. He's exciting to watch. He's yeah, a, hell of a football player. I'm curious to see if his game translates to the NFL I think it will, but he's just such a a workhorse out there
0: yeah he does everything and he doesn't even look like a tight end he just does oh. everything well it's 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 really incredible what this guy what this guy can do um let's see let's go let's go to the big ten.
1: Hmm. Well, I, I mean, I feel like it's a, normally people would say it's, it's, it's a two pony race. I think it could be a three pony race this year, potentially even four. like you said, with, with Iowa, you know, to me, I look at, I look at Michigan. I look at Ohio state and I look at Penn state as all teams that could beat each other throughout the year and all finish 11 and one. Right. Very, very plausible that could happen. I mean, Penn State, I feel like they can never win the big game. Like, I don't know. I just get that feeling that they always can't win the big game. So to me, it's down to those three. I think it's going to be, it's tough. This one, this one to me, I kind of went back and forth on it. I'm leaning Ohio State just because I think their offense is so good that I, I just think their offense is just a little bit better but it's a Michigan and Penn state are right there. And let like said, uh, Iowa just, it will see if they can score points. But to me, it's, it's, uh, I think it's Ohio state, but it could be Michigan or Penn state either. Yeah. I don't disagree. I'm going to go with
0: Michigan, but like you said, it could go either way. I just think JJ McCarthy's returning and he's, he played really well down the stretch last year. No, they, blew it, they blew it against TCU, but that was more about coaching and decisions than it was JJ McCarthy. You're, they they're bringing the running back two running backs back this year, similar yep. offensive line, a good defense. Harbaugh suspended himself for the first three games when they play the MAC and whoever else. Uh, I don't UNLV. think that doesn't factor in at all. They're they're no. winning
1: those games.
0: UNLV and East Carolina, you know whoever they whoever they play there. But I just think the way, the way they play against – Ohio State struggles to stop the run normally in those games, and that kind of kills them. Oh, no, they do. What, and Michigan's just a physical football. That's how Harbaugh recruits. He recruits physical football players. And I, I think they're right there with Georgia as one of the best teams in the country to start out the year.
1: Yeah, like I said, I would not be surprised at all if Michigan wins that. I, like I said, to me, it was it's between, it's between Ohio State and Michigan. And if, if, if Ohio State can get a stop, Right. And it could be one of those things where it's they're they're playing each other in the championship game, and it's whoever has the ball last wins, kind of thing.
0: Atlantic Coast Conference, the ACC.
1: Well, normally we get on here, and it's pretty safe to say Clemson. Yeah, I don't think that's the case because I think there's going to be an upset on Sunday night, and I think we're going to see Florida State win the ACC. Wow, Jordan Travis. I think we're going to see Florida State, and I like I said, this this podcast could go off the rails here on Sunday night at midnight. I, I, you may not be seeing me for enough for a while after this, right? Right. Had some spicy takes on Sunday this Sunday night, um, but I think Florida State is is going to win this conference. I do. I just I think that Clemson is still good, but they're not where they have been. Mm-hmm. They need another year to kind of build it back up to where it was. And I think Florida state is ready to take the step. I, I I'm on Florida state.
0: I think Florida state's going to be one of the funnest teams to watch all year. Cause Jordan well, Travis is so much fun to watch.
1: I mean, he's third right now and for Heisman voting already to start the year. So yeah. he's, he's someone you have to watch. And it, I mean, it's going to, it's going to hate to say it, it's going to rely on him to, if they're going to win this conference, but yeah, they're, they're going to be fun to watch, that's for sure. And I like teams that are fun to watch.
0: I'm going to take another shot in the dark like you. I'm not going to take Clemson, but I'm not going to take Florida State either. I'm going to take North Carolina. Okay. And I don't have a whole lot of faith in the pick either, but mm-hmm. I like Drake May.
1: There's and another guy who's in the mix. Yeah, so. he's, got,
0: he's got good receivers. I think NC State's a pretty good team too that people don't really talk about. That's been good for a couple of years, that program. Yeah. There's been great games between NC State and North Carolina the last couple of years. Yeah, all bangers. And I like I said, North Carolina, South Carolina, Saturday night, neutral site, that's a fun game. Yeah. Can they get
1: a stop, though? Like, can they play any oh, defense? I know. You know, like you're putting this pick in, but that all relies on the fact that they can stop yeah. the other team from scoring points.
0: It'll probably be Clemson. We'll both be wrong, but we just don't want to pick Clemson because
1: – No. I got no interest in picking Clemson. But yeah. – but it's nice that this year in the ACC there is there is some good there are some really good teams there's some team a lot of different teams that can win.
0: Yes, I agree. Let's go to our favorite, the Pac-12.
1: I think yep. it's the best conference
0: in college football myself. I think I think it's loaded. For now, for yeah, for this year, for but this year yeah. only, but the quarterbacks in this conference, it's unbelievable.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, no it is, but it's going to be hard not to look past USC to win this conference. Just with mm-hmm. you got your reigning Heisman Trophy winner, you have a team that is expected to win the conference. That being said, it is loaded with Washington, with Oregon, excuse, Oregon, with Washington, with and and, uh, and Washington State can always surprise someone. Like Oregon State too. Yeah, they're Oregon State. Like there's there's and is Colorado in it this year, or have they moved? No, nope, they're in. They're in for this year, and then they move for next year. Correct. Yep. There is another absolute mystery of a team, too. So for for at least one more year, 11 p.m. on Saturday nights is going to be very interesting. Pivot away for a second because
0: I'll make my pick. But looking at this, I was also looking at this weekend's games for lines I'll talk about tomorrow on the pod. But Colorado is a big dog against TCU. And it's Mm -hmm. week one. I think it's like it's over 20 points or it's
1: close to a 20 point spread. 20. I thought I saw some books at 22, 23 points. Yeah. I like Colorado to cover. Could it even be a Colorado to win? I know I kind of thought that too. But you have that much cojones to make that move. Is that is that is that something where because to me I think I think it's an easy, not easy pick, but I would definitely take them to cover. I think yes. Over 20, twenty points is ridiculous for a team that is going to have a lot of. They're going to have a lot of piss and vinegar in them to start this year. There's a lot of eyes going to be on them, and they know they need to go out and play good in week one. Like they're playing, they're you know, playing big noon,
0: big noon Saturday on Fox. Plus, TCU's yeah, got a lot of changes. They're, whole, they're basically it's a whole new team. Why are they so great?
1: Yeah, I I may do both. I may take a, a parlay ticket with them to cover. But I may also throw, you know, 10 bucks on them just to win outright
0: head-to-head. Right. Head.
1: right. Because, you know, I, 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 to me, that's a pick of more or less than it is a, a a TCU that much of a favorite.
0: Like you, I really like USC because of Caleb Williams and everything you just laid out. I love Washington because I think I love Kaylee DeBoer, the way he runs his offense. Pennix Jr., to me, is going to be a higher pick than initially slotted right now in mock drafts. Utah not having Cam Rising tonight sucks yeah. for them yeah. against Florida. They might still win that game, however, because it's Utah. Yeah, but and they who, lost.
1: They lost. Remember last year they lost in Week One for us. Yeah. We were so high on them, and they let us down Week One. They still
0: won. They still won the. They still won the Pac-12 though. I know, but I know they <laughs> did. wild, but. Do you know who Florida's new quarterback is? I don't know, Graham Mertz from Wisconsin.
1: Okay, yeah. yeah, he's down there in the bayou. But there's another there's a team, Florida. Just I don't know, I, didn't, I don't know if you watched that documentary. It was terrible. It was brutal. I watched one an episode awesome. and I said, "Screw this!" What a waste of time that was. I yeah. mean, they didn't even get into any of what they should have talked about, which was yeah. you know, all yeah. the criminals they had on their team, and they didn't talk about it. It was all, for,
0: all 41
1: of them. It was just a, it was more Urban Meyer love. I couldn't believe it. No, but Florida's it a team that. I don't know. I don't see. I don't see them winning no. in this game. They always. They always find a way to make games close, though. But yep. I d- they never win though. So I, I do think Utah still wins the game tonight.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I even without Cam Rising, I think they'll find a way to to grit that out. they a
1: good defense.
0: Yes. Uh, American Athletic. I assume you're going
1: with uh, Tulane. I am. Well, like I said, talked about them earlier they yeah. to me, they're a surprise team that I think is going to be not a, not a surprise to me. Cause like I watched them a lot last year and yeah. and they finished the year very strong, um, but they're going to surprise a lot of people this year. I, I think people just don't focus on them cause they're just, they've been so irrelevant for so long and they have some of the best jerseys in college football. I love their helmets. Um, yeah, they're great. yeah. I, I, yeah. Lo- I love it. But I do think they're going to win the, the, win that conference. I think they're going to have a big week two win over overall miss we talked about. And yeah, I got two lane.
0: We just talked about Dion a little bit. Other first-year quarterbacks, more interesting, or who's going to turn it around quicker in your mind, Luke Fickle at Wisconsin or Matt Rule at Nebraska?
1: Oh, oh. I mean, both – both programs that have really taken a of like, a, a dive from when I started watching college football yep. to both programs that have crazy fan bases that love college football, that universities really focus on college football, except I don't know if you saw the, that, the, uh, the brand's volleyball. That, that was incredible. Good That's for awesome. that. That's awesome. That was yeah. awesome to see 92,000 people. That's, that's just wild to play ball, like like that's amazing, great for them. But it shows the passion yep. that those fan bases have for college athletics. And that's all they have. That's all they have, right? It's it's people don't vacation in Wisconsin and Nebraska. Nope. You know, they 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 just don't. So I and no, I've never been there, so I'm sure they're two beautiful places. No, nah, you're right on that opinion. I've been there either, but we uh, are you're, you're safe but, to say that. I think a lot will do to depend on strength of schedule. I think that Nebraska, Colorado week two. Yeah. I think it's, I don't know. Wisconsin's always had a pretty good defense. So if they can just find a way to score any points, they should do okay. Nebraska is, do you just feel like Nebraska is going to have like still struggle? I don't, I still, I still, I don't have any faith in them at all. And yeah, they like all, Matt,
0: Matt Rule turned around programs, but it's not like he ever got them to elite status. Like he did a good job at Temple. He did a good job at Baylor, but it's not like he got them to the playoff or anything. You know what I mean? So I think he's a good coach, but he, he only get you so far.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't see either team being a, 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 ma- a massive turnaround this year. Mm-hmm. I think I have a little more faith in, in Wisconsin. That being said, I would like to see Nebraska get back. I'd like to see them both get back to where they were because I used to love watching Wisconsin against Notre Dame when I was a kid. Those Dude. were great games. Wisconsin had, you know, one of arguably one of the best teams in the country for for a span. There, they were really good. Um, I, I think Wisconsin will be a little better, a little quicker turnaround. But I, I hope both teams do turn around.
0: Yeah, even like Nebraska-Oklahoma, that used to be a legitimate rivalry. Now it's a joke when those two teams play each other. And Oklahoma's not even that good, but they'll still beat Nebraska by 30 points.
1: Yeah, Nebraska's just, I feel, has fallen. I feel like Nebraska's fallen down further than Wisconsin has.
0: Yeah, and I think it's hard to recruit there. It has to be, you know. I think you I'm have to really...
1: There's You have to get... there. It, it's just one... It's like... Winnipeg in the NHL. Yeah. Like it's just, it's just a harder spot to recruit, bring yeah. in free agents. You need to
0: get some boosters in, in the game now and get some people down there that are willing to spend money and probably spend more money than they should to make yeah. sure you get some decent players to come to your program. 100%. But Nebraska, uh, Wisconsin's got at Minnesota tonight. So that's an interesting measuring stick. Cause it's not as if Minnesota is a, a really tough program, and on a given year, Wisconsin on the road or at home should have the ability to win that game now. Are
1: you rowing the boat tonight, or are you are you on Wisconsin?
0: Oh p j Flex under some hot water at Minnesota, so he's dodging on, I don't know if I want to hop on that boat, man, that boat might be sinking, yeah, I think it is sinking. No more Tanner Morgan, the bald guy who looked like he was thirty but was only twenty three so he's he was at an NFL camp. I wouldn't mind taking Wisconsin tonight plus money. I don't think it's a bad bet. I think I think it'll be an
1: entertaining game. Yep, both uh, games tonight
0: are good. I don't I don't care what's on TV. I'm gonna watch it.
1: I just love the fact that it's a Thursday night and we have some college football to watch. Yeah. Don't you like? I, no, I it's the best. I, like I don't get me wrong. I love going to watch MLB games, but it's we're in the dog days of the MLB. Like they still like the playoff race is just starting, but like, to me, it's like, that's the only thing you could watch. You could watch some golf. Like I was watching a bit of golf there, which was nice, but man, when you get to me, what you get into this time of year when football starts to come back and yep. then you got NHL camp starting up, you got NBA starting up. It's, we're, we're really getting into sports season here coming up. And it really does kick off really that tonight and this weekend.
0: Yes. hundred percent. And we got NFL kicking off a week from tonight. So, yep it's it's we're right on the horizon last season of the 14 playoff before we expand next year to 12 writer let's get to our picks who are the four teams that are going to be playing for the national championship
1: oh okay georgia yep for texas Ooh,
0: Texas spicy. I like it.
1: Georgia, Texas, man. I'm just, I'm still, I'm, I'm kind of thinking Michigan over Ohio state now. Like, I, I, can I say one of the two of yep, Michigan, sure. Michigan or Ohio state? One of those two is going to be in. Okay. I want to say USC, but I can't because I think that, like you said, I think the PAC 12 is really good. And yeah. I think they beat up on each other a little bit out there. Right. So I think if it was 12 teams, you could see a bunch of Pac-12 teams in. This oh, year. I think there'd be three or four. Which sucks because they're all leaving. Like, yeah. it's just, <laughs> but um, Georgia, Texas, Georgia, Texas, Ohio State, and Florida State. Let's do it. Let's okay. go. All right. Those are my four. Okay,
0: so this is difficult because like you, I like all the teams in the Pac-12, but I think all those teams could have two losses by the end yeah. of the year. That's, this- why
1: I can't, that's why I
0: can't put yeah. one in. Same with the ACC. I look around and go, well, maybe Clemson runs the table, but you didn't pick them. I didn't pick them, so I'm not picking to be in my Final Four because that's being a hypocrite. I got Georgia and I got Michigan. Those two are easy locks for me. I got them locked in. The Big Twelve, I can't pick Texas because I don't trust them. And I'm not getting
1: burned by them again. So screw Texas. See, I'm I so think- burned that I don't even feel the fire anymore, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've been cooking on that
0: barbecue for years. So I'd love to put in Tulane, but I don't think that I don't maybe think they would big- after
1: yeah. Cincinnati and TCU, but I don't think they'd put them in. No, I don't know. That's why, like I said, I love Tulane. I had them winning the conference. I just, I don't see them getting in. I'm tempted to pick your team, but they have a tough schedule. Yeah, I didn't pick them. Like, you know, I just, I didn't pick Notre Dame because their schedule I I agree with you, that I
0: think Notre Dame's a good team. Wouldn't surprise me if they're ranked in the top 10 by the end of the year, you know, when it's over. I think they're really good. Their offensive line is great. They got some good running backs. They got a a quarterback who's seen it all. Mm-hmm. So I'm tempted to say Notre Dame, but they got to play SC and they got to play yep. Clemson. Yeah. And they got another really tough game in there that I'm, I'm missing one, but they got a, a, one at the end of the year. Oh, they got Ohio they,
1: State in September. They got Ohio State. Yeah, that's what
0: it is. Yeah, so that's, that's,
1: why I didn't, that's why I didn't put them in is because, uh, yeah, and uh, trust me, I want them in. Like I'm, I'm not picking them because I don't want to put that jinx on them to start the year, the Matt Wright curse. I don't want to mush them to start the year. I want to say Utah, but I think they're going to lose.
0: Somehow they'll lose tonight. And they'll have too many losses. They'll win the Big Twelve, but not make it in. So you got Georgia and Michigan. Yeah, I know. Now this, the rest is that's the problem. Um, they love the SEC. You know these people. They they love the SEC. So do you go Alabama? No, go LSU. Oh my God. Okay.
1: Well, one of us is going to be wrong because they're both pl- like Florida state and LSU are playing on Sunday night. So. I know. And I think LSU is going to win that game. Well, I think you're drunk. So we'll see. <laughs> so well, I'm going to go LSU. Georgia,
0: Michigan, LSU. <sighs> Who
1: else? Screw it. Washington. Okay. I see. I like it. I like that. I, I, I think it's, like I said, for me, that's Texas, you, Washington. I mean, Florida yeah. State. Like, I just, I, I hate saying Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State. There. Like to me, well, well you know, I, I hate just going Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, and, uh, and Alabama. Yeah, like totally I'm not, I'm not going to be that. I don't want that. You don't want that. Like, no, no. But it's hard not to, if Georgia's not there, I think 99.9% of people in the country is going to be very surprised. If
0: your team beats Ohio State and say they even, they lose to SC later in the year, they'll be in with
1: one loss. Listen, one thing about Notre Dame, we know they they want to get them into, like, I'm not, I'm not an idiot on that. Like there's people like Notre Dame. The problem with Notre Dame is they just haven't played good when they get to the top four, they got smoked. Like they need to, you know, they got to the national championship, got smoked, yeah, You know, and then they've every since the time they've been into the top four smoked. So they're going to, to me, they have to go maybe one loss to get in. Two losses, definitely not. One loss, you might see them get in. Because the USC game is in South Bend.
0: Yeah. So that's that's an advantage for them. And they I, would, the
1: I would love to go to that game. I, I mean, I'm you. not going to, yes. but I would love to go to that game. That would be a lot of fun
0: to go to that yeah. game. But yeah, they definitely could they're they're my they're my wild card team at this point. I
1: love the fact that you are you are liking Notre Dame. It's been a long time since I've been on this podcast where you've liked Notre Dame.
0: I like their team. I think they built a good one and I like I I've always liked Marcus Freeman, so I
1: yeah
0: I. He's a good coach. He's a nice guy. I don't think he's like a dick of a coach either, which I like. He's not
1: like old Man. school, like let's not forget last week they laid a pounding on Navy. Like yeah. that game was over five minutes into the game. It was 14-0. Yeah. Like, and I know I know Navy's not a, you know, not not you know not the toughest opponent, but they still are a decent football team. And they spanked them.
0: Yeah. They need to gear up for the Ohio State game. That's a big it's I think it's week 4. You got to win that game. Find a yep. way to win that one and they'll be in the top 4 that that ranking that week 100% if they beat Ohio State. But yeah, I feel good about them. National champion Georgia 3P. I uh,
1: Oh man. So if they're, yeah, I, I, I think it's hard not to pick them. I, I, it, I really do like looking at it's like I said, I think Texas and Florida state get in. I don't think they're beating Georgia or, or either Michigan or, or nice, Ohio state. Yeah. Well, so I, I think, yeah, it, it's probably, you know, as cookie cutter as it is, I do think they probably win. Yeah, you can get Michigan's got the fourth
0: best odds. The fact that they have worse odds in Alabama to me is just stupid. Oh, but that's that's just so Nick Saban coaching Alabama. That's all yeah. that is. I would if I'm if you like me, I like Michigan. I think you like you. Maybe if if they go one loss, they'll get in too. Michigan. Yeah. If they're oh, only yeah. lost to Ohio State and they beat Penn State and another top ten ranked team, they they'll be in even with one loss, like they were, you know, like Ohio State was last year. So yeah, I getting with one loss last year. So if, if that happens, they'll be in. I, I don't mind taking them at plus eight hundred because I think they'll at least be in the tournament. And you're one of four teams, you have a 25% chance.
1: Yeah, no, like I said, they, they're they're good. It's just it's hard not to pick Georgia. Like I don't want to pick Georgia. Like, you know, I, I like looking at a at a team from the outside, but from all things considered, it is hard to not to pick Georgia to win the national championship. Let me throw this at you, Notre Dame gets in.
0: you get your redemption, Notre Dame versus l s u in the two versus three game. How would you feel about that? Oh, playing Brian Kelly
1: oh my god, I would love love that. I mean, I would just love the fact that well it's not going to happen because l s u is not getting in because Florida state's getting in, so <laughs> let's just get that straight right away Surely are.
0: Surely are, let's yeah.
1: get that. let's let's get that straight right away right. um. But uh I would love to see that happen. That would be an incredible matchup. It would just make for a great television. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a fun
0: college football season. Starts up tonight. Can't wait. Before I get you out of here, I got a few more questions for you. Are you drinking the Bill Simmons Kool-Aid? Are the Patriots gonna win the AFC
1: East? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're not, man. They got they got one quarterback on the roster right now, I like think. It, it, they're, they're, don't get wrong. I've liked what they've done this offseason. I, mm-hmm. I actually really like bringing in Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I do too. just too. Just because it's going to give, you know, it's going to give Stevenson a little bit of break, it's going yeah. to rest, rest him a little bit. And Ezekiel Elliott is still a decent running back. I mean, he's not going to be the running back he was five years ago, but he still is going to be a, a guy who can move the ball a little bit, at least at the goal line stance. And he can help that and offensive line. Exactly. Help the offensive line. And the Patriots struggle to score in the red zone. He may help that. I think Mac Jones is going to take us, take like I said, I still don't know if he's the guy. I I, I never I never really know. He kind of has to be now as the only quarterback. Um, but no, they're not winning the division. Like, come on now. Like, <laughs> Like that, don't be crazy. I think they're I think the Patriots are a team that's in the mix for the playoffs again. I think they're they're trying to get in. I I have them, you know, fighting for one of the last spots to get in. Do they finish last in the division? Oh. It's is it weird crazy to say that they could finish last in the division but still have a chance to get into the playoffs? No, because they could be like eight and nine. That, like, I, I think that division is going to be tough probably the best division in football this year. Yeah, one of the best for sure. Like, and I think East is also tough. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's, it's going to be a hard, it's, I mean, it's going to be tough for them. They they never play well in Miami. So, no. they always struggle down there. Um they they seem to play the bills pretty well which is surprising to say um i just it's going to be tough for them they're going it's going to be hard to win football games they're going to be an underdog most nights they play and right. at least in their own division they are um a lot of it they'll have to win games outside their division so yep. i definitely don't have them winning the division i have them fighting for that 7 seed right
0: are your blue jays going to make the playoffs Oh
1: man, it kills me, kills me, to say this, but I don't think they are. I, I just—they're two and a half back right now. Texas is on a hell of a slide. Yeah. I don't see it continuing. I, 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 I don't. They need it to for the Jays to get in because Seattle is on fire right now. Yeah. Yep. Um, and like they're not catching Tampa Bay or Baltimore. No, that's gone. Oh, so it's really up to, I, and I think the the Red Sox are kind of working their way out of it. So I'd say it's really between Seattle who is on a roll and then Houston is right there too, Texas and the Jays. I just the only good thing the Jays have going for them is Texas and Houston and Seattle all have to play each other a bunch towards the end of the year. Yep. So that does help the Jays and they have a really soft schedule over the next 2 uh 10 days that they have to win games. But they've just been so inconsistent this year and i i they're just i don't know they're just it, it just feels like they're gonna miss by like a game i don't know i hope they don't i hope they get in obviously but my sister was just up there last weekend and watched them beat cleveland she had a great time at that game but i just i don't know at jug i don't know i just don't have a great feeling about it do you find them fun to watch because i don't no not this year man like davis schneider's been the like been a, that's been a good story. That's been right. cool. Like, you know, give the Mario uh, when he gets hit. But uh, But uh, they're not like they they still kind of play the same baseball they've played. Yeah, they don't, they don't steal bases games. enough. And like they just. I saw I saw a stat the other day. You got me on a rant here. I saw I saw a Go stat ahead. the other day, and it was it was Abrams off Washington. they play playing Washington. He, yeah. he just stole his thirty sixth base of the year. And I was thinking, I was like, wow, 36 bases. That's a lot. Like, that's more than any Jays player has had in a long time. And then they say he's sixth, sixth in the American League in steals. The Jays haven't had someone steal 30 bases since I was a kid. And now they can't, think like, this guy is, he's sixth in the American League. And he's got 36 steals. I would love to see what the Jays leader in stolen bases is. It's probably Whit Merrifield, now that I think about it. Yeah, Kiermaier is twelve. I think it might yeah. be Whit Merrifield, but like they don't steal bases. Like you said, like, and the fact that I thought 36 bases was a lot. Cause like, I was like, wow, that's a lot of bases. Mm-hmm. It really isn't that guy's sixth in the American league. So yeah. like they don't create offense if they're not hitting the long ball. Like they're just so station to station. It's just, they're not, I don't know. They're just, it's frustrating as a fan to continue to watch the same thing over and over again. Doesn't matter who the manager is.
0: No, it's just, yeah, it's the same, same team, same. Are you in on the U S open yet? You dive in. Do you like not yet?
1: I haven't yet. I, uh, I watch Alcatraz every chance I, or I don't know if I said, to say that right. I watch him every chance I get. Yeah. He's very fun to watch. He is, I would say the combination of Federer, Nadal and Djokovic kind of all mixed into one. It's one. Um, He's gonna win a lot of majors here because they'll all <laughs> no almost done and and Federer's done and Nadal's basically done. Like they're all done. So so he's gonna win a lot of majors over the next 20 years. Um but I haven't got into it I know a bunch of the Canadians have lost. I've heard that. We're all out, yeah. We're all out, which sucks. Like that's it's frustrating. Um, so I haven't I'll probably get into that a little bit more next week here, but right. haven't really focused on it too much. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a two-week grind the first couple days or just you want to – I was into the golf quite a bit. I liked yeah. the I, – I was because there wasn't really much on TV to watch, so I really yeah. got into golf. What, th- what are your thoughts on the Ryder Cup picks? <sighs> yeah. Go um, well, for Keegan Bradley, man, and Cam Young. Like, you, you go ninth in the points and you still don't get in. Lover too-, too. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think Lucas Glover was ever in the mix, even though, like, I, I just no. – I don't see – he got hot. Don't, like, good for him, man. He made a lot of money, and he found he got Thomas that. Justin
0: Thomas sucked this year. I understand why they picked him, because it's an old boys club, and they got him in there. Yeah. The Spieth one, I don't think he should just be an automatic entry. Jordan Spieth's a snap show. He wasn't all that good down the stretch. I think Keegan Bradley is a better golfer than Jordan Spieth on, on a given day. Now, I go, I know Jordan Spieth's won majors, and, but it's been a minute since he's won one. I I would have taken Keegan Bradley over Jordan Spieth. That was my real hot take of it all. More than uh, Justin yeah. Thomas making it.
1: I found the Sam Burns a little bit. Yeah, that's questioned. another one. Yeah, like to me, I don't know. To me, there's always there's always someone who gets screwed in these every year. You know, you're picking an Olympic team for Canada. There's someone who gets left off. There's always someone who gets left off. Yeah. I I, I did feel bad for Keegan Bradley because he did have a good year. He was in the and mix. He or-
0: really wanted to go.
1: Yeah, and you could tell he wanted to be there. So, uh, I mean, some of these guys, Justin Thomas better play well over there. Um, (laughs) You know, like they have to, and they're in tough because they're going to overseas where they haven't won in 30 years. And if you look at Europe, man, Europe has a, like, everyone's like, oh, USA's team's better. USA might be a little deeper, but one to eight Europe is better. Like you got Rory McIlroy, John Rom, Tyrell Hatton, you know, Victor Hovland, who just won, like, You know, they got some players over there this year. And they're only getting
0: better. Like that Ludwig. Uh, yeah,
1: Aberg. Aberg.
0: From, uh from Sweden. That dude's going to be a killer. He can oh, yeah. Yeah. The best of them. My God. So yeah. I, I agree with you. I think by in a little bit, it's just like Canada with hockey. You look around. The United States Olympic team might be a little better than Canada's. just Maybe do that little experiment. Sometimes I might've did it a couple weeks ago and I'm like, well, are we, are we winning this gold medal? So, but no, um, I know you got to run. I appreciate the time today is always great catching up and we'll do it again throughout the football seasons.
1: Yeah, buddy. I'm sure we'll be talking. And I just want to say, uh, thank you to your sister for everything she did for champions hockey, ran awesome girls camp for us this summer. Um, it was great. And I know she's off tomorrow to fly overseas. So best of luck to her. And I'm sure uh, we'll be on to talk some football. And I'm sure Sunday night we'll be sending some texts back and forth here. So uh, let's go Notre Dame. And I guess I'm on Florida state this year. So go Florida state. Good luck to your Seminoles. <laughs> Thanks buddy. See you later. Right. See you later. That's Matt Wright. Thank you to writer for
0: joining us today. Always a pleasure with him. Always fun. Great to catch up. College football is important to the both of us. So to get back into the swing of things, Florida and Utah tonight, Nebraska and Minnesota. We have games tomorrow, all day Saturday. As Ryder mentioned, LSU-Florida State, the feature game on Sunday evening. Even got Clemson-Duke on Monday to go into the Labor Day long weekend. So it is just, it's chef's kiss in my world. So, That's the college football preview show. Still got two more divisional previews in the NFL to come before the start of next season. We got a quarterback's list that I'll release uh, upcoming and more and more content to preview uh, the weekend. uh, What's coming up in in this weekend in sports tomorrow with college football lines, uh, the betting show on a Friday, like we did last year in college in the college and NFL seasons. And Uh, UFC Paris, we got some news out of Major League Baseball, a big signing in the NFL from the Minnesota Vikings. So we'll have lots to discuss tomorrow. So hope you enjoyed this. Hope you guys can get into college football like Ryder and I, maybe not as passionate or as crazy, but join in on the fun. So enjoy the rest of your Thursday. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This is To The Point.